Yo, what is going on, guys? We are back with another episode of Mogcast. Episode number 40. It's been about a month and a half since we've uh, talked to you guys. Um, well, Has you, it been that long? Yeah. A month ago yeah. was the Alex Ubing photoshopping thing. That was the last one we did? Yeah, who, by the way, just left Raw Gear. But Let's go. Um, we've made amends with Alex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we Dude, we've, we haven't... We have not talked in a minute. Before we get into anything, guys... Um, let's talk about our sponsors really quick. Anabar is dropping a new flavor uh, this month in July. I don't. Let me check exactly what date it is. I think it's the 17th. I think it's like very close. Yeah, this is the white chocolate very berry crunch, mm-hmm. and it is. Fu- mm. It's fucking good. It's full. But cookies and cream still number one. That's still your number one. Yeah, but I think this is second because I got sick of fruity cereal. Mm. But I do love the white chocolate one, so that's why cookies and cream, and then this one. Um, let's see. All right, July 14th tomorrow. Oh, oh shit. Good. So I think maybe this podcast, if it if it isn't, um, so either go to the site right now, get yourself some of this code. Wait, what, what time does it drop? Uh I think it either drops at uh four PM Eastern, so three PM Central. Oh, okay. We'll just upload this pod early then. Yeah. So guys, go get you some Anabars. Um use code MOG to support us. It's a joint code. And 50 50 code. Yeah. And then Gorilla Young LA got on the new Cabo shirt. If you guys want to go snag some, sure, it's still in stock. Maybe we'll see. But it's oh yeah, also guys, yeah, fucking, we got um got a little Boulevard sample on right now. This is a this is the clear frame. Yeah, Kinda you didn't e- even know that was coming in. Yeah, I and know. then I sent you a selfie, and I was like, "Yo, are these yours?" Yeah, I was like, "And you're like, fuck? no, but those are fucking fire." Yeah, it's good for like a. It's because they're like kind of like a purple a purple lens. So it's good for some nightlife. They just look good on you. Yeah, I don't know. The, the round the frame, shirt. round frames look really good on me. Yeah, every frame is gonna every diff, there's different styles. You know, not everyone's gonna like one. How many samples do you have so far? That you're like, you've obviously gotten a bunch of samples, and then a few of them you've been like, no, these mm-hmm. are whack. But how I, many are you like, dead set on making? Two, three, four, I think four right now. Four. But I think that some of the ones that I was like eh about, people still like. So I'm gonna just do like ha- like a little less inventory of right. those ones. Yeah, because they're more. Some of them are niche, especially like a pair like this. Not everyone is gonna want like a clear circular frame because right. it's almost like hips like hippie. It is, it's, it's niche, yeah. Yeah. So not everyone's gonna like them. But like, wait, can I try them on? Yeah, but someone like Eric, um, somebody like Eric Madrid, he likes the rectangular big frames that cover up a lot yeah. of your face, like more of like the designer pair. How do I look? Yeah, you look good. Like the round. The round frames look good on you. Yeah. But like rectangular pairs. So will I be able to like get prescriptions put into those? So, I'm pretty sure I can just go into like a yeah, you can, practice, yeah. right? You can go into any, um, any, well, like your eye doctor and be like, hey, can you put this? I'm sure it's like, I don't know, a hundred bucks. I, I have no idea. To yeah. Be honest. But I'm going to have to do that too because my eyesight's getting worse. Dude, mine is deteriorating. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. I think it's the Accutane, bro, because some people say that they have... Um, You're on Accutane. I'm not. Yeah. I think some people say that Accutane has like, made their vision worse. Mm-hmm. So when I did my first cycle, I noticed like it got bad. I got glasses, and now that I wear the glasses, maybe it's just because my eyes are getting used to the glasses, so my eyesight's getting worse because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's like exponentially gotten worse. I feel like that's why LASIK is almost like... is kind of what you have to do in the end. Because I feel like... My prescription started out when I was like 17, pretty weak, and then they got a little bit stronger, and then I just went and got them tested again, and they were a little bit stronger, and I'm only 22. Damn. So I feel like LASIK, the thing that fucking skews me out about LASIK, though, is that they have to slice the top layer of your eye 
and peel it back like a fucking grape. And just the idea of that. That's fucked. <laughs> I know. My mom has, uh, she has the surgery where they put in, it's like almost like a permanent contact. Like it's, yeah. they put in a layer and it's your prescription. So it's, I don't think it's LASIK, but it's like a permanent contact. And it's also like protects from blue light too, which is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You have like built it. She has built in blue light fucking glasses. Fucking bionic eyes. Yeah. That's fucking dope. So, yeah. but then would your eyes get used to that? Like glasses? Mm, maybe. I have no idea how it works. Cause maybe it's not like a, maybe they replace something. Like they replace your cornea. Oh, what if they replace your know. lens with a, cause you have a lens in your eye that focuses light. They might've just replaced her lens with like a synthetic one. That's fucking sick, bro. Imagine like having like a 400 mil like lens, <laughs> like a sick camera lens and you can just like you zoom, can just in. zoom in. Bro, soon that'll be a thing. That'll hundred percent be a thing soon. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk, I'm sure is on it. <laughs> fucking microchips and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so these are coming in like two months, I want to say. So pretty excited about that. Um, there are going to be some athletes with codes. And, and not, oh, I got to stop calling them athletes, bro. Gotta, Why? I want to call them like connoisseurs. Holy shit. Did you hear that? Yeah. The door just slammed. Um, Sunglass connoisseurs. Yeah, ambassadors and stuff. Ambassador. Because I don't want to just be fitness. Yeah. But so we haven't talked in a while. Um, what have we missed? So we're here with IFBB Pro James English. That's fucking sick. On your it's first, wild, on bro. your first prep, we had first prep, yeah. summer shredding here. A lot of fucking, a lot of big names here. Bradley Martin was here. had had a little conversation with him. How'd that go? It was all right. Um, I will say, I've said this before. He's really good at saying the right things. Like he's, I mean, he's been camera trained. Like he's been doing this shit for as long as I've been ten years or something. Talking like. Yeah, he's been doing this for a while, so he's really camera trained. He knows exactly what to say, Um, especially when he knows there's a lot of eyes on him. Yeah, it's crazy that he's like he's one of the only people from the old era that's been able to stay relevant mm -hmm. and actually grow. That's why I I told him to his face. I said, "I, I applaud you for staying relevant. Yeah, I said, you're like, that is one thing that I can't knock you. You are like, he's really good at staying relevant. And like, cause most of the people, if you guys were around for like the 2015, 2016 era of fitness and Brad's been around even before that, most of them, you don't know. Um, like if you're, if you're new to the fitness industry, like if you've only been a, like watching content for the last couple of years, you probably don't know. I could list a few names and you just wouldn't know them. Mm-hmm. But back then they were like superstars, like popping, popping. And I remember when I first started on Instagram was in like 2016 and obviously you see all like the big names first and then the more you get into it, you start discovering the smaller names. And I remember Brad was one of the first people that I saw like just big ass fitness dude. And that was back in 2016 and he already had a well-established following by then. Mm -hmm. So he's probably been around since like 2012, 2013, 2014. Yeah. He definitely knows what works. Yeah. Like I remember watching his old vids, they would be like 40 minute long vids and the title would be like, like the clickbaity stuff, like asking girls in the gym, X, Y, Z. Right. And mm-hmm. then the, it's a 40 minute video. And then that whole segment is like two minutes or whatever. And I remember being yeah. like a horny little kid and I'm like, bro, where is it? Where is it? Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of the vlog. I just want to watch that one part. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was, uh, I mean, he was cool. I mean, I guess he was cool. He was polite, at least. He just, he's, he made me feel like a bit bad for him, which I which I know is like one of his specialties. He's mm-hmm. really good at uh, 
making you feel like when I talked to him, I was, sympathy. I was almost like, damn, bro. Like I feel bad for you. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. Made amends, I guess. So summer shredding was really fun. There were so many fucking people here. Yeah. The gym was crazy. Yeah. And I know that Christian probably made a fucking bag, like ridiculous. I wonder, I want to know like how much money he made in day passes that week or just last month in general, like the, yeah. month, of, the month of June or was it July? Was it two weeks ago? Maybe it was July. Like two, no, no, no. Summer shredding was when my first show was. So it was the end of June. Yeah. It was the day before. That's when it started was June 24th. I think I, I remember like people see. competing. Dude. And now like people have almost stayed like people, people that I saw come in from summer shredding, like they're still here. Yeah. Like, so they're kind of like, like, I don't want to leave this. Yeah. Maybe fun. they're like, um, kids in school and they're taking like, uh, a month off yeah. of, um, you know, wherever they are, like summer job. And they're like getting an Airbnb and kind of just like seeing what they can do in Elfland. Cause at this point it's becoming like, it's literally becoming, um, like an, almost like an internship. Like I kind of think of it as like an internship. They come here and they look for opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, they go to Elfland. These, some of these guys are here at Elfland, like eight, 10 hours a day. Just like they're shooting, like doing whatever they can, mic'd up videos, trying That's to get crazy, whatever content bro. they can. And then if it sticks, it sticks. But if it doesn't, they probably just, I mean, yeah. who knows if they give up and whatnot, but. It's crazy that like the hunger of someone who's like coming up, because we had that mm -hmm. back in the Airbnb days, you remember me editing until like 5 a.m. Like every other day or maybe every three days I'd edit a new video. Like you couldn't pay me to do that nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah. I was just saying that um, I've been feeling so busy, like mm -hmm. to the point where it's almost like, yo, I need to maybe chill for a sec. Yeah. Just because... I have been like you, I know you, you've been doing, you were doing daily vids mm -hmm. for like the last two weeks of your prep and hold on. Well, you turned on the, I just need to, I can't hear myself that much. Oh, all right. There we go. Um, but I know that with your uh, prep, you were doing the, you did what daily vids for like two weeks, three weeks almost. Uh, yeah, it was like two weeks consistently. And then I was trying to continue the daily vids from the first show up to the second show but it ended up only being like four videos that week. So it was basically daily vids for like three weeks. Kenny was insane. putting in work, bro. But so are you like, yeah. So, Cause I know how it feels. Cause I know when he, like when Eric edits, it's like, yeah, he's doing a lot of work, but then at the same time, it's also like both ways. And I, that's why I don't, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I hope he knows that like, like I hope Eric knows that like this shit is like, it's yeah. also hard for me too. Cause you gotta be in front. You gotta be on. Yeah. At all know? times. And I feel like, I almost backlogged all of my chillness because I compressed it all into three weeks. And then as soon as I did the second show and the daily vids were off, I was just enjoying doing nothing. Yeah. Like I would just sit on my phone, sit on the couch, eat what I wanted, go to the gym. And I was like enjoying it. Yeah. Versus three weeks ago, if I was chilling for like 30 minutes, I'd be like, bro, fuck, I got to like get up and do something. I got to film. I got to like do something. Yeah. But now that it's over, I was just like, oh, I can fucking relax. I know. Because now it's been about like, I want to say almost two months where I've been doing um, the vids where it's like every three days. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I talked about it. I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast the last episode because it was a while ago. But like I had this come to Jesus moment where I was like, bro, I need to start fucking going harder. And mm -hmm. then I was like, I've been doing the vids every three days. And then I'm like traveling more because this past this year, honestly, I've traveled a fucking shit ton. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, every time, every time I'm traveling, I'm doing 
vlogs because I want to get the content. And then I'm also doing like shoots and yeah. shit. And like I went to Jersey and for like that 24 hours came back, left again for San Diego. And then I was in Chicago for my birthday when you were on prep. And then I came back and then I did LA for like four days. And then I did, came back and then I did Miami, Miami yeah. which was supposed to be one day, but that, that, that turned into like five days, I think. Yeah. Um, and you managed to make content throughout all of it. Yeah. It was fucking, I'm not gonna lie, dude. It was hard, but it was dope too, because I like feeling the pressure. Yeah. It feels good to be like, well, I think pushed. I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Huberman who talked about like having high testosterone makes stress feel better. If you have low testosterone, you're really resistant. You're really um, averse to stress. Like you hate stress. But the higher your testosterone is up to a certain point, um, the more stress makes you feel good. And he was talking about it. Like when he optimized his testosterone, I think he's on TRT. He noticed that like, even though he was stressed with all of, he's obviously a very busy guy. You know, Andrew Huberman? No. He, d he just is, he's like a neuro something or other. Um, very smart guy and just does like a bunch of podcasts. He has products. He is like a very busy guy. And he said that the more he optimized his test or when he hopped on TRT or whatever, the more he enjoyed being stressed out. And I've, I've, I've kind of noticed the same thing. Yeah. Like when I'm stressed, when I have a lot of stuff on my plate, it does, it does give me anxiety a little bit because I'm just like, fuck, I've got so much shit to do, but it kind of beats the shit out of being lazy on my phone, not mm. doing anything because the anxiety from doing that is way worse yeah. than the anxiety of being stressed about all the stuff that I have to do. Yeah. And you combine that with like me, I was doing, I was supposed to be on TRT cause I, um, and I like to pin every day just to, you know, minimize Keep hormones yeah, stable. Cause I don't, I'm like prone to acne and, um, gyno. So I do that uh, pin every day. But when I was on TRT, I, and I was also kind of just like slumped out. I was too lazy to pin. Mm -hmm. Not too lazy, but I was just like, yeah, yeah. You were saying that. Yeah. It's you, not that I was too lazy. Like, ah, oh, I got to go pin, but it was just like, you know, ah, oh, it's just, it's just TRT. I'm already low test anyways. What's this pin going to do? Right, exactly. And then that would turn into like two, three days, no pinning. And then you said sometimes it was like five days. Yeah. Like yeah. once a week I'm pinning like probably 30 milligrams of test. <laughs> and so I'm like, damn, I'm why like, am I so tired? Yeah, I'm, just, dude, I'm like, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I'm so demotivated. Fuck this. Like, why? But then that turned into, I'm did, so wait, demotivated. Did, didn't you say you stopped getting like morning wooden shit? Yeah, bro. You were but a hypogonadalist. Bro, I didn't think. Like, yeah. I wasn't thinking. And so I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. So when I was demotivated, that it was just a full circle because when I'm demotivated, I'm like, ah, I'm not even gonna pin. It's a downward spiral. Yeah. yeah. So and, and it didn't click until, um, I was in Miami and I was like, damn there's a lot of beautiful girls here and like a lot of people are in shape and, and I want to like be, be in shape again. Yeah. And then I, I, as soon as I got home, I pinned a uh, test prop, which is like a super fast Esther. And within like three days, immediately I felt better. And then I started getting like morning wood again. And that's how Training I knew harder. That's when it clicked in my head. I was like, damn, I had low test yeah. because I woke up with, with morning wood one day and I was like, Oh my God, I haven't, I haven't felt, <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. It was, but it's like, you don't notice it until, you have it back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I was so long without it. And then I have it. I'm like, Whoa. Right. I was, I was fucked up. I was stupid. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten bloods before I had started the, started up pinning again because Let's I would see love, how low it was, but I was so excited to get back, to get back into yeah. it. Yeah. So I was like, ah, no, I'm just like, I'm not doing bloods. I just, right. Kidding. So 
I mean, there were times even on prep that I missed pinning that I would like delay a pin a day uh -huh. because like for me, I was, it was just so much oil <laughs> that it was because like the last week of the last uh, week or so I was doing masked as well. And it was like, Damn, you are masked. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So for, well, Derek, I think is making like a cycle breakdown. So I don't want to like reveal too much because I want people to actually watch it. But the first, like the first 11 weeks out of the 12 weeks of prep, I wasn't really running that much shit at all. But then like the last week to dry out, I was taking a lot of hardeners. So it like mm -hmm. kind of like really ramped up at the end there. And I and then I stayed on them for the next week too because I had a show one week after. So it was really like two weeks that I was running all these hardeners, and uh, I didn't cut test either. That's something that a lot of people do. Most bodybuilders will cut test like four weeks from the show, three weeks to like get the water out. But the only and Derek told me about this. The only reason that test holds water and makes you kind of watery is cause estrogen. So if you're cutting tests to get rid of estrogen, sure, it'll work, but you're also going to lose a lot of fullness. Test keeps you very full. And one of the things that I noticed is that at both shows, I had a lot of competitors come up to me backstage and say that they were surprised at how full I was being so lean. They were like, how have you not flattened out being this dry and lean? And it's wait, because you say how much tests you're on or you want to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I was on 500 tests. I mean, I've already revealed all the, the way up. Time. Yeah. Didn't cut it out. Damn. That's fucking crazy. So. Because, yeah, you hear so often cut test three weeks out or, like, lower yeah. it to whatever. And then people, okay, so tests will keep you full. Estrogen will also keep you slightly full. Um, and what people will do is not only will they cut test out at three weeks out, but they'll keep running an AI. So then it's, like, any little bit of estrogen you might have had before because you were running an AI with testosterone, you have no estrogen now. Yeah, it's like Weston. And it just flattens you the fuck out. You have no test. You have no estrogen. It just flattens you the fuck out. So what what I did instead is I just increased the AI a little bit for the couple weeks leading up to my show to really get my estrogen down to like the low, low end of normal, maybe even slightly out of range low, but still enough to like function. Like I was still getting boners and I kept my test high. So I stayed full, but like any water that would be held from high estrogen was gone. But I just want to circle back real quick because I was thinking about this, but I forgot to say it when we were talking about summer shredding. Why doesn't, I don't even know if this would be possible, but could Christian like join with the NPC so that summer Dude, shredding could be an actual NPC show? I had a, um, so when I posted my video about like getting kicked out of NPC um, universe or whatever, it was like mm -hmm. James's video. There was a comment that said, um, yeah, which by the way, can y'all, cause everyone, everyone who watched that video fucking loved it. Everyone said it was so funny, but there's not many, um, Milo, there's not many comments, um, on the vid. There's only like, there's less than 200 vids. So if you guys like that video comments. or yeah, if you guys like that video, go back on there and comment. So like, what's it called? It's 10 getting out of 10 kicked getting kicked out of NPC universe. It's 10 out of 10, but every single person who watched it was like, this is the funniest vid. So go watch it. I it was James. funny. I watched it, but yeah. what's funny is I did a video with Lex and Max Taylor, who you would think like. Okay, us three, that's got to be like a one out of 10 vid. So basically, for those of you wondering, one out of 10 means compared to your last 10 videos, this one is in first place. And 10 out of 10 means compared to your last 10 videos, this one is in 10th place, last place. 
in terms of views at that time. So it'll show you like, you know, for the first 26 hours, this video has been up compared to the first 26 hours. The other videos were up. This is how many views the other vids had. This is how many views this has. And this is where it places. So 10 out of 10 is bad. One out of 10 is great. And my vid with Lex and Max was 10 out of 10 for like a full day and a half. And I was like, what the fuck? Because all the comments were saying, this is literally the funniest shit I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like your dynamic is so great, blah, blah, blah. But the views weren't reflecting that at all. And then, excuse me, I think because the content was so good, the watch time was really high. So everyone that was clicking on it was like watching most of the video. And I think YouTube eventually realized that and started pushing it out to a bunch of people because the little view curve, it like flattened out. And then around the 36 hour mark, it just went exponential. Like it just started pumping it out to a bunch yeah. of people. And it went from 10 out of 10 to like three out of 10 in like a day. Fuck. Yeah. So I would just give it time. Yeah. Like if it's actually a good it video and it has so good, good watch time, so it might good. just take off. But yeah. anyways, there was a comment that said, it was really well written. I don't know who it was, but fucking you're smart. He was really like, a scholar. <laughs> he was like, this is the next step for Christian. I think he was like, I think this is the next step for Christian. He needs to create his own league and with his, like with his uh, clout and all the influencers that he has um, to, in his grasp, like mm -hmm. all the reach that he has, he could, this could, he could create something bigger than NPC and IFBB. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what that, that person was saying, which I think is true. Like he's got, I, I mean, I'm sure he's got the money for it. He's got Alfland. He could literally host like real fucking shows. Well, summer shredding is already the people who showed up to summer shredding this year. Like they were, they looked fucking good, dude. Yeah. Like really good. I was seeing yeah. some of the posts. So like, it's already becoming, um, I was, I was talking to somebody, I think it was Eric Ogle. And he was saying that each year summer shredding is getting more and more competitive. Yeah. So it's almost starting to turn into like, it's a real show. He should do like a, that'd be interesting to try to boost it. Cause I was just thinking, I don't think there's any way Christian will ever grow summer shredding to be bigger than the Olympia and the Olympia is part of IFBB and IFBB and NPC are like linked. So he could make a big federation. I just don't know if it would ever be like Mr. Olympia has been around since the fucking Arnold days, mm -hmm. even before that. That's true. So like they just have like 50, 60 years of clout. I don't know if summer shredding can beat that. The thing is, is like, I mean, you see it now, like with brands and even with us, it's just people care more about like influencers and the, and younger guys. Mm -hmm. So all of these, I mean, you see all these guys with pro cards and stuff and like some of these guys in the Olympia stage, they're not like, yeah, they're just bodybuilders, but they don't really like no offense to these guys and they fucking work their ass off, but they're, they're not really big names. So yeah. if he uses the people that he has, um, like he reaches out to like you, me, Mm -hmm. Anthony, like people that he knows like Alpha Land and like what he's doing here. And like, he gets like a show together. Like, bro, that would kind of go crazy. Yo, that'd be sick. Like an I invitational, mean, yeah. an invitational show. It, it would be sick, but I think what would be, nah, even yo, better, send that clip to Christian. <laughs> I think what would be even better is instead of him trying to start his own federation and have it like compete with NPC. I just don't think like Mr. Olympia, I feel is always going to be the top. That's what everyone's yeah, aiming at. You for know? Sure. So I think if he could join forces with the NPC and have NPC like sponsor his shows so that if you win summer shredding, you get your pro card or something like that. Or maybe you have to qualify for summer shredding. I don't know. Or maybe if you win summer shredding, it qualifies you for a pro qualifier and then you can get your pro card. That'd be cool. But the way it stands right now is 
summer shredding, even if you win, it doesn't qualify you for shit in terms of quote unquote real bodybuilding. So if I won summer shredding, I wouldn't be able to go and compete for my pro card. Yeah. And most people are doing NPC shows either for fun or because they want to qualify for a pro qualifier and then they want to try to get their pro card. Um, so if he could make it so that you place well at summer shredding, it qualifies you for a pro qualifier for NPC. I think that would draw a lot of like real bodybuilders to show up. Not real bodybuilders, but like I just think a lot more people would join because they'd be like, oh, if I win this, I get more than just a trophy and some clout. I actually can like get my pro card. I can or I can qualify to go to a pro qualifier. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I, I think, well, now I'll say it. Um, I'm going to do a show. Like I'm being dead ass serious. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do a show and it's not going to be summer shredding or it might be summer shredding, but it's, well, I might do summer shredding, but I want to do like an NPC show or what, what was the one that you did your first show? Like the, the branch Warren classic. Like so that was NPC. Oh, so that is NPC. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to do one of those. NPC. I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that NPC, anyone can join an NPC show, but then you have pro qualifying shows so not just anyone could join NPC universe. You have to qualify at a smaller local NPC show. Then if you do well at the pro qualifier, you get your pro card. And then from then on, I don't believe you can compete. Yeah. You can't compete in NPC shows anymore, at least not NPC amateur. So it'll be like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the Texas pro next year. And it's like that show is a combination of NPC amateur and then IFBB pro since they're like a joint, mm. like a joint federation. So I'm going to be competing in the pro division. I wouldn't be able to go and compete against amateurs because that wouldn't even be fair. My weight cap's 10 pounds higher now and their weight cap's 10 pounds lower. So I would just like outsize everyone, you know? Yeah. Hold on. I got to blow my nose, bro. I good. All right. Pause. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, You're doing a show next year. Yeah. So I'm going to do a show, whether it's, I don't know if it's going to be 2023 cause I don't know like the seasons. I don't know shit. <laughs> So it's going to be either 2023 or 2024 early. So I'm going to, I'm just like chilling right now, doing like a little blast with 500 test. And then probably going to do that for until I'm happy, mm -hmm. <laughs> like probably like 16, 20 weeks and then cruise for a bit and then like prepare, like get all my bloods and then do like a big bulk mm -hmm. next year and like try to like actually put on some, like a real cycle and try to put on, put on some size. And then I want to do an amateur show. Are you going to get a coach? I'll probably just ask Kyle. Yeah. Like, but for the bulk or just for prep? I don't know. I'd probably do both. I want to take it serious, bro, because I want to win. That'd be sick. I want to fucking win. That'd I be wanna... sick. Wait, so you want to do classic? Yeah. I want to do yeah. classic. Though. That's the thing. So I got to bring on my leg. I got to bring on my hamstrings. Yeah. So, which is tough because I have a bum knee. Yeah. I mean, so, so do I. I'm I have two gonna... bum knees. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm mean... not going to be able to do like heavy presses. So I'm literally just going to have to do like accessories. Isolation. Yeah. Isolation. Accessories. I mean, luckily for you, you have great leg genetics. Like they just get big quick. Yeah. So I feel like isolation for you, you could get away with it. You just need to bring up your adductors and hamstrings. Yeah. Cause you need that need like that thickness. thickness from the front and from the side too. My, my legs are pretty small, like but your quads are good. My quads are yeah. good. So I want to do a show and I want to fucking win because I know that it's kind of like me being fitness influencers, like kind of always just like a, I'm not trying to get you guys to pity me, but it's like a, it's like a joke kind of, you know, like I've never really taken it that serious. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm joking and shit. Whatever. Right. 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 So, um, uh, I want to win because I want people to be like, holy shit. He actually 
can like, do it. He actually, he he actually goes hard. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think I can. Like, honestly, when I was lean, you know, last year in September, I was, I mean, I wasn't stage ready. I was probably like three or four weeks out because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't like doing any like DHT derivatives and stuff like that. So I think I could, well, I mean, I, ne- I did need size though because I was so skinny. Yeah. I'd say you, I, I would say you need to put on about 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. And bring up your legs, probably six pounds of muscle in your legs, four pounds in your upper. But I think that you've never seen yourself. I think you might be surprised. You might've been like six weeks out your last prep six? or not prep prep your last cut. Yeah. Because you just, you, you're going to be surprised at how lean you get, yeah. bro. It's like a different level. Yeah. Like when I did my, when I did my little cut from Mexico, remember everyone was saying you look like two weeks out, three weeks out. Mm. Looking back at those pictures, I was like five weeks out. Okay. Like, cause I remember thinking, damn, if I can get just a little more shredded than Mexico, I'm going to do good at this show. And then I remember being like four or five days out looking for my old pictures just to see what I used to look like. And I looked at the Mexico pictures and I was like, damn, I was fluffy here compared to now. Like I had actual fat. I did not have the definition that I have now, like not even close. I was talking to Weston and we were saying how, cause I wasn't, I, I, my estrogen was probably still high as fuck. Cause I was taking no AIs. So no AIs, no DHT derivatives. So yeah. like no Winstraw or anything like that. Just, uh, it was trend test and GH. That was it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think if I, cause I, I'm still learning how, like all this, like, estrogen and water shit yeah so i probably had like probably 10 pounds of water to drop for sure so like i was 195 at my lightest Mm -hmm. so that'd be like and then probably two three pounds of fat or like two two pounds Mm -hmm. so i'd have to i'd be like 182 on stage back then yeah which would be fucked because i'm six three six four yeah i think you should be stepping on stage i mean realistically like 200 pounds Mm -hmm. plus because you're six four but like, if you can come in, but bro, lit, stage that, weight, that's fuck. Like, I know, but if you can come so in light. stage weight at like one ninety two to one ninety five, I think that's gonna be a dub. I think you should be proud of that because that's like, that's you were what one what you were how heavy at your peak cut one ninety five one ninety five. So you would have you would have been if you kept doing it like if you went all the way to like prep leanness like stage weight, you probably would have been like 185, believe it or not. So if you can be 195 when you do your show, that would be huge. Like, yeah, because you're going to be dry as shit. Bro. I know. And I don't just want to win just because like, cause everyone says it just depends on who shows up. I also want to win. Like I actually want to look good too. Cause it's not just about the show. It's about like making the content. Like, yeah. Like I want you guys to be like, damn, this motherfucker got lean. Yeah. Like this guy looks good. So I think I'm going to do that. So either 2023 or 2024 are going to do also because the content too. Right. How many subs did you gain from your prep series? Um, maybe like 20,000, which is insane. I know. And then, but the the thing is they're all like highly engaged subs. Yeah. And they're not like random, like, Oh, I'll watch one out of every 50 videos. Like all the subs I gained to watch like all my videos. Yeah. So my views went up a lot on Instagram. It was probably like, I remember getting my account back because it got banned and then I, I got it back at 192K and now it's at 231. Damn. And that that's in like five, six weeks. Yeah, that's insane. Six weeks, yeah, seven, something like that. So, yeah. The, and again, all of those people that have followed me, they're like pretty engaged. Yeah. Like my likes have gone up, comments, et cetera, story views. So 
and the content itself is just like so good because you're working towards a goal. Mm-hmm. It's not just like random shit. It's like this is episode X and like we're X amount of days out and like we're working towards this goal and you're taking everyone with you on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people just love watching it. I was talking like about- I like watching prep series. Like that's what I was doing the last couple weeks of of my own prep is I would watch Chris Bumstead's prep videos from the same amount of days out. So if I was, let's say 13 days out, I would go watch his video from last Olympia when he was 12 to 14 days out. Yeah. Right. And I just, every day when I would do my cardio, I'd watch one of his videos, just seeing how much harder he went than I was going. And it would like give me motivation and kind of make me stop like mentally bitching, you know, I'd be like, Oh, this cardio fucking sucks. Only doing 40 minutes. Chris was doing two hours a day. He would do an hour in the morning and an hour post-workout, I'm pretty sure. That's fucked. It's and his wild. peak week, it was like 1,500 calories. 1,500 calories at like 240 pounds. Which is insane. Yeah. Which is crazy, though, because like Mantello was still eating like 2, 3K or something like that. Like yeah. He was eating a shit ton, which is like all due to like Kyle, because Kyle had him like fucking bulk Cranked up. Cranked like metabolism, eating yeah. Eating like 5K a day. Of clean of food. clean food, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. I know. It was wild. But, I mean, my... My base diet, the lowest it got to was 2000, which isn't that bad, but the rest days were 1550 and those sucked. You remember me on my rest days. I had no energy. I just hated life. That's insane. Yeah. That sucked, bro. Yeah. So I'm going to, I want to do it. I'm going to do it for fun. I've had a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but there's been a good bit of people, especially on TikTok that have been like, oh, James English didn't deserve his pro card. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Because all I did was show up at the show and brought my body. Yeah. Like I just brought my best package. It's not like I paid people off to not come to the show. Hey, bro, you look really good. Can you please not come to the show that I'm doing? Then you could say, oh, he didn't deserve it. Or like, it's not like I sabotaged the other competitors and fucking, you know, fed them sodium backstage so that they'd be more watery. I just literally showed up to the show. Everyone else brought their best package. I brought my best package and I competed. So I kind of get the, the idea is that pro cards used to be more exclusive. You had to place first in your class, I believe, or first overall, something like that. I think it was first in your class and now it's top two. So it's like, well, you guys don't really deserve it, but the pro card doesn't really even matter. And this is what Ian Valier said. He was like, a pro card is cool and all, but it doesn't really matter. What you do with it is what matters. So if you say I don't deserve my pro card, that's fine, whatever. But like, if I improve a ton in the coming year and then I win my pro show or place top three or something, then it's like, it doesn't really matter what I looked like back when I got my pro card. It matters what I do with it. You know? Yeah. You know who looks fucking insane right now? Who? Oliver. Yeah. Oliver looks fucking I know. nuts, bro. He I know. morphed. I know. He morphed like he looks great. And he's like six weeks out or something. He's six weeks out. And he looks like I looked when I was four weeks out. Yeah. He's lean. Yeah. He might peak too early though. I don't think so. He's got a good coach. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just a little too lackadaisical on cardio and my diet up until around four weeks out. So I didn't look as lean as I should have. When I was four weeks out, I probably looked five weeks out. And like when I was five weeks out, I probably looked six weeks out. But Oliver looks where he should. Like, he looks really good. So, 
he just needs that leg definition to come in. He mm-hmm. has these like big fucking tree trunk legs. And if they can get super cut, he's going to be a fucking four. Dude, imagine both Vical owners or IFBB yeah, pro. Yeah, that'd be sick. That's what I'm saying. I know. Fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, what, what I was going to ask you, what is your, um, what was your favorite memory? Like after the show, like whether it was food or just like chilling or after the whatever. show. Yeah. Um, after the second show, like after getting my pro card. Yeah. Like when you were done with prep, not in your show, but like prep. Hold on. Keep talking. I'm just let Milo inside. Cause. Oh, is he freaking? Yeah. But what? Yeah, your favorite, like, memory that you had after prep? Would probably be, I mean, walking back, like, walking off stage and seeing Kyle. Are you there? (laughs) Come on. Come here, buddy. Come here. There he is. Hi, good boy. You be good boy. You don't knock any wires over, okay? walking, uh, Walking backstage. Uh, yeah, like I got off stage. I mean, my, my favorite memory was when it was down to me and two other guys that they hadn't called yet. Yeah. And I was just thinking, please don't say 156. That was my number. Cause if they said 156, that would mean, that would mean I'm third place. And then as soon as they said third place, number one, six. And as, as soon as they said that, like as soon as it was 160 something, I knew Obviously, yeah, I have to be second. second. Yeah, so it was just unreal. And then, as soon as they called out your new IFBB pro number one fifty six, James English, and I saw Jay Lane just like clapping his hands super fucking hard. Yeah, and I walked over to him and I just like dapped him up and just gave him a hug. And seeing him like so happy for me, like that's another core memory. <laughs> like the the girl walking over to me and putting the metal around my neck. That's another one. Like that whole time on stage where I was just sitting there and they said, hit your favorite classical. And the whole time I was like, holy shit, I'm a pro. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. That's insane. Um, and then walking off stage and like, it was almost nice because no one was allowed backstage. So the whole time I was walking off stage, walking around, I was just anticipating what everyone's reaction was going to be like all my friends and family. And like, seeing Kyle and just seeing like his face, giving him a hug, seeing Gianna and she was like holding back tears and giving her a hug. And then probably my favorite moment, it actually made me tear up a little bit when I watched the the video. Cause I went back and watched the show day part two video and like out of nowhere, it made me tear up was seeing her, seeing the look on her face, just like so full of pride. And then she gave me a hug and she was like, are you, she was like, are you kidding me, James? Are you kidding me? I am so proud of you. And I was like watching the video up to that point And I was just kind of like smiling, just like reliving it, watching it. But then I heard that and like out of nowhere, I just like teared up. Like out of nowhere, I was yeah. like, well, what the fuck? So that, and then seeing my dad afterwards and giving him a hug too. And yeah, I mean, I think my parents there seeing everything come to fruition, come to like the peak and seeing me succeed that was awesome. Yeah. Like, that's definitely my favorite memory. And then um, probably my worst memory from that whole weekend was seeing Anthony backstage after 
men's physique. And me and Kyle were like looking for him because we wanted to just give him a hug and say, you did the best you could. You looked great, blah, blah, blah. And we couldn't find him. He wasn't answering his phone. We were looking around for him. And then finally we saw him all the way backstage at the end of this hallway. And he was just sitting on the ground with his knees up, with his back against a wall. And he was just like down bad. Mm-hmm. And we walked up to him, just me and Kyle. And like hearing Kyle's, he just had some private words with him. And like got him out of, tried to get him out of his slump. And then I gave Anthony my words too. And just like seeing his face, that just sucked because he's worked harder than like any of us. And he's wanted this more than like any of us. And he just couldn't control the fact that like he was in a really fucking stacked class and people show up and they just look insane. I do think he deserved second, but it doesn't really matter what I think he deserved. He just plays third and like third is almost worse than last because it's like you were right there. You could fucking taste it. Mm -hmm. And he was center stage most of the time. And then last minute they like moved him down to third. And it's like, what the fuck? Um, but luckily for Anthony, it's not that he doesn't have the bone structure. It's not that he doesn't have the insertions because you can't do anything about that for him. It's literally simply just a matter of size and size is like the easiest thing to fix. It's just patience and food, Mm -hmm. you know, and Anthony's very good at like eating, sticking to the clean bulk and like eating whatever Kyle writes. It can be 5,000 calories of clean food a day and Anthony will eat and Anthony will eat until he pukes. Like he'll just get the food in even though he fucking hates it. So his ability to stay disciplined, even when he's fucking eight months out is like really impressive, you know? Yeah. Cause for me, discipline doesn't start until I'm like eight weeks out, but for him, it's like year round. Yeah. Just sticking to it all the time. So yeah, I just think like another year, maybe even another six months, he probably would have walked away with his pro card, but NBC universe just happens to be in July. So you know, I think if it was in December, he would have walked away with his pro card. But yeah. it's just a matter of size and time. I think he told me he wasn't even planning on, like, doing a show this year. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I think that the original plan was to wait until next year. Mm-hmm. He definitely would have walked away with the next year. Um, but even just look at the difference between Anthony at this past show yeah. and Anthony a year ago. It's night and fucking day. Bro, also, he's like, what, 20, 19? He's 20. 20. And I told him, I was like, bro, you have, like, I mean, I don't know shit, but like, I was like, dude, you have so much time. Like, I'm 22. Yeah. So think about like, you two years from now or five years from now, you know? Right. And there's only so much you can say to someone when they feel that way. Like, obviously, they're going to be disappointed regardless. Yeah. But there was this guy backstage. He was competing as well, I think. And uh, I don't know if he was in Anthony's class or if he was in another class or whatever, but he saw Anthony was pretty emotional when me and Kyle were like kneeling down next to him and he was kind of talking him through it and being like, you looked great, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then he said, how old are you? And I answered for Anthony and I'm like, he's fucking 20 years old, bro. And the guy that was consoling him just kind of like scoffed. He was like, what? He's like, wait, why are you upset? You're 20. Yeah. Like he, in that moment he was like, oh, that's a fucking joke, bro. You're so young. Like all of us wish that we had this much time, but a lot of the guys competing are in like their thirties yeah, or late twenties. So it's like people are jealous of Anthony 
the other competitors are jealous of him, even though he plays third because of his youth. Mm. You can't do anything about youth. They see his potential. Exactly. Like he's already this big at 20. Like it's fucking insane, bro. Yeah. So he'll get it. But yeah, that, that sucked to see. But then the next day we all went and got breakfast and he was in good spirits. So he's got, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like he understands that it's just a matter of size. I don't think he doubts his genetics. I don't think he's doubting his abilities. It just sucks that he didn't have the size, but I think he knows he's aware of that. He's like, well, it sucks that I didn't have the size, but I can still get my pro card eventually. So the next morning he was in good spirits. We all went and pigged out at this place in New York that just serves like the craziest fucking pancakes and like the shit you see on Instagram on like the explore page. Oh yeah. Like the super drizzled stuff with like, that's what we got. So. Yeah. I think that, uh, with him, um, within like probably another prep, he's got it for sure. Yeah. And, and and you're right because he is so like on track with his shit, but I'm going to try to do like when I do mine, I'm going to try to like not be, (laughs) Like, I'm going to be on track, but, like, I'm also still going to do the shit that I like to do. Like, I don't want it to consume my life. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to see. And that's why the that's why the series is going to be sick as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I did. Like, I hired Kyle back in, like, October of 2021. And he wrote me a bulking plan. And I stuck to it for, like, a little bit. But then I was, like, you know, I'm I'm, like, 10 months out from my show, bro. Yeah. Or nine months out. Like, I don't. Cause going into it, I didn't, I wasn't going for my pro card. I was just going for a local show. That's all I figured I was going in for was just a local show. And I'm like, why am I putting my whole life on hold for like almost a year? Uh You know, I can't go out and eat with my friends, yada, yada, yada. So then I just kind of did my own thing. Like I stuck to the bulk for a couple months and then I kind of just went back to my dirty bulk. Um, but then obviously when prep started, I took it seriously, seriously enough. But I'm going to kind of do like an in-between for this pro show. Like I want to enjoy my life. And for the next few months, that's what I'm going to do. I'm basically just going to eat what I want and keep it within reason. But starting like I'm on TRT right now. So once I up the test, um, which will probably be in like November or something, October, that's when I'll start to take diet a little more seriously. But I still want to have like one cheat meal per day. And just keep the cheat meal within reason. Mm. So instead of getting like five tubs of Ben and Jerry's and like 1500 pancakes, my cheat meal will just be something as simple as like a Chipotle bowl with double chicken, you know, like get the protein in, but still be able to like eat out, go to a nice steakhouse with you guys or Gianna or whatever, go get sushi. You know, I just don't, I don't want bodybuilding to consume my whole life. And a big part of my life is hanging out with friends. And a big part of hanging out with friends is going out to restaurants, going out to the club, being able to get food, being able to travel and not have to worry about getting back to my hotel room or my Airbnb so that I can measure out 160 grams of Jasmine rice. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not, I do want to win. And I know some people that are listening will probably be like, oh, this sounds like James doesn't have what it takes to win. And maybe it's true, but I don't, that's the, that's just the way it is then. Yeah. I would rather live my life. I fucking hate like, well, no, I don't hate, hate's a strong word, but I, it's so annoying when like you're like, we'll, we'll travel. Like I, cause I went to like Austin, whatever, two weeks ago. And like, I, like, <laughs> um, Marco's like bringing his meal prep and shit. And I'm like, bro, we're here for like a day. Like, yeah, uh, just, you don't, don't eat chicken and rice, bro. Like, 
we're chill, we're grilling burgers and stuff. It was Fourth of July, like right. there were burgers and like, I mean, there was grilled chicken, but like sandwiches and stuff. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's just like I obviously it doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. what, what like what he eats, but it's just, it's like bro, like you you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, if you're especially if you're not prepping or anything like that, you can just eat what you want. He doesn't even have a bodybuilding show coming up, does he? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I think one cheap meal a day. Honestly, if I can get down to that and the other five meals a day are on plan, that would be a huge dub for me. Dude, five meals a day is so crazy. It's a six total. That's fucked. Yeah. So, like, that's that's what I want to get down to um, when I do my bulk, like, hard bulk, on cycle, etc. But I just know that, like, there's some people that you meet and all they can talk about is bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. That's their whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand that sacrifices need to be made to be great at something, for sure. But it just depends on the person. How many sacrifices are you willing to make? Are you willing to become a one-dimensional person that all they can talk about is fitness and what steroids they're running and what steroids they've tried and what steroids they're not going to do again and what food they're eating and what food they're not eating and how their training is. Yeah. Oh, I did the superset in the gym, bro. It was insane. It's like, okay, tell me about it at the gym. We're at dinner. Like, I don't want to hear that, bro. You know? And it's, it's just something that comes with, I guess it just comes with being in this, in this industry or like in this group. Cause like, you never know, like, this is a great example. I'm not going to name him. But we were cool, like, over text and stuff, and it was dope. And then when I met him, I was like, damn, like, you, you, like, that's all you talk about, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just gear, bro. It's It's just gear. Gear and training. And it's like, dude, there's plenty of other stuff to, like, talk about. Like, what do you like, bro? What are your interests? Like, what do you think is interesting? What? What makes you tick? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, imagine, because at the end of the day, gear is a drug. And hearing someone who is a bodybuilder only talk about gear is like hearing a pothead only talk about what strains of weed they've tried. And it's like, dude, you are boring me to death. Yeah. Like, is there any depth to you or are you just weed? And it's like the same with the gear thing. It's like, is there any depth to you or are you just fitness? Like, is that it? Fitness should be complementing your life. It should be in addition to your life that helps make you stronger in a number of ways in your life. But when it becomes your life, then it's like you're missing the whole fucking point. I think what it is is they like people are afraid to like oh are, like are they going to like me? Is this person going to like me? Or they're concerned that their our only interest is the gym and mm-hmm. steroids, so that's all they they're comfortable talking I about think, because I think they that's what it is, yeah. And they don't they don't let us actually get in and see who you are as a person because yeah. they're like oh fuck what if they're not going to what if they don't like me? I just should talk about things that I know they like. Yeah. They, they, they put us into a box and they categorize us in their brains as you're a fitness influencer. Therefore that's all I can talk about with you. And it's like, that couldn't be further from the truth. If only 20% of me likes fitness and, and all this, then you're only talking to like 20%. Yeah. You're only getting 20% out of me. Yeah. Versus like, I'm thinking, damn, this is your whole hundred percent, but I'm sure there's other, like, I'm sure you're a fucking cool guy or whatever. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. But because you're only letting me in on this, it's like I can't connect with you. Yeah. And that's like the problem that happens. Yeah. Where I see like, I don't know. I'm talking about, by the way. 
Yeah, but it's happened with other people yeah, too. Yeah, it's happened with other people. Like a lot. Especially in this, I totally understand uh, with people in the gym. If they come up to us and they meet us, it's just like fitness, which I get because that's all they're seeing and we're in the gym. But it's like <sighs> fitness is already what I do for a living. And it's already what I do with like a lot of my time is either timing meals to go to the gym or being at the gym or timing meals after the gym. So the last thing I want to do in my free time outside of that is talk more about the gym and yeah. drugs and fitness. You know, when's the last time I've like, besides this podcast, obviously we've talked about gear. Revision. I was just about to say, we're but being, when, when yeah. is the last, when's the last time that me and you have like had a heart to heart about like gear? Yeah. Never. <laughs> like, yo, honestly in the beginning, yeah, yeah. At, at like at like in Kate when we used to living at the old at the old house, that was we would be obsessed with just it was just gear, edit, editing photos like it yeah. was all we talked about is fitness and now we it's the opposite it's completely opposite. It is yeah. I mean I feel like it wasn't even Katie it was Airbnb days. Yeah. Like when we first moved in together we were still feeling each other out we didn't know each other we never met. So it was mainly like, yo, what content are we going to get? Yo, we should film this video. Yo, what if we did this workout? And we were training together all the time. And that was like, there was a certain high about that that was awesome yeah. because it's like, you know. That was the know, one thing at, well, at the time. That was like the one thing that we knew that we both liked. Yeah. So we both just latched onto it. Right. And just like milked the fuck out of it. But then that shit gets old so quick. Yeah. Some people it doesn't, but like to me and you. It was like by the time we moved into Katie, which was one month after we moved into the Airbnb, it wasn't all that much about gear. Like we would obviously update each other on, yo, this is what I'm going to start doing, blah, blah, blah. But when we would like see each other in the kitchen or when we'd have crackhead hours at night, yeah, you know, that was me, you and Eric. Eric doesn't give a shit about gear. Uh -huh. Like we weren't talking about That's that. That's why he we was so, about... he was so miserable that first Airbnb stage because he's like, Bro, all the, these guys are fucking bros. Yeah. That's all they talk about. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say this is ironic because this whole podcast we talked about just lifting yeah, and yeah, like yeah. gear and the, and the competition and shit like that. But to be fair, this is my first show. That's first true. Shows. That's true. So I wanted to update you guys about just everything that went into that, that show. And it was crazy, bro. Being that like like forcing myself to become one dimensional kind of because mm -hmm. I mean, you saw me for the last like four weeks. That was my life. Mm -hmm. That's like all I did. And we would like past couple of months, like we've been traveling or going out and going to eat, going like getting food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And our, you would just be home and it would be eaten. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck like, all right, bro, we'll see you in a couple hours. Yeah. So I could see how that would, um, how, like how that would make you feel. Cause you're, cause you're like committed. So you're like, oh fuck. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. But like, I'm sure you wanted to and whatever. Mm. So are you planning on doing like, like going, well, I know you said you're going to eat more and stuff, but you're going to like start drinking and or yeah, like, like I'll drink and stuff. Out. No, no. Like obviously the closer it gets, like right now I'm down to like drink once a week. And then when I'm six yeah. months out, it'll probably be once every two weeks. When I'm three months out, it'll probably be like. Once, once a month. Every, yeah, like once a month. And then on prep, it's probably not going to be at all. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like the balance I need to like enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. What's the point of doing all this if you're not enjoying your life while you're at it? Yeah. We were talking, Eric and I were talking and we were saying when we weren't posting as many videos, we were doing like one a week for that couple months span. And then we would go out on the weekend and like get trashed. I remember now that I'm, I'm doing 
like the videos that I'm doing like three, three days, uh, or every three days, mm -hmm. it feel it's so much sweeter, like going out and having a drink because I don't feel, I feel like I've earned it almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus before it was like, damn, I really don't like, right. I don't, you not that guilty. I don't deserve it, but like, it was like, damn, I don't deserve, I could have been doing so much more. Yeah. And then now I'm like just having a drink, like not giving a fuck or like having a, like the weekends I barely diet. Like I just eat whatever I want. Yeah. So. And like I was saying, that balance is different for everyone. Like in your case, that balance probably tilts a little more towards lifestyle, drinking, traveling, doing what you want. And in my case, it's maybe more right in the middle. Maybe if anything, like tilted more towards fitness, but like it's still, we're still both pretty close to the middle. Yeah. But there's some people that are just all the way on one side. It was funny. There was a, on the legacy loading podcast, they have people come on, um, on their live chat to ask like to guess us a question live mm -hmm. to answer it. And the guy comes on, he's like, yo, like big fan, whatever. I thought it was going to be like something about lifting. He's like, yo, Sush, uh, what's your favorite uh, drink? <laughs> Who's like, what's your favorite, but like your liquor to drink? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that dude, the fucking. <laughs> and <laughs> so, that just opens up a whole new app. Yeah. You're just, like, let me fucking yeah, tell just you. Funny. Bro. It was just funny because I was expecting like, um, expecting a fitness, fitness question. question, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or a, like a business question. Yeah. But that's then, why I like, I like having guests on the podcast too. Like when Kenny came on, I think that was our longest podcast. We've had him on two or three times. And I think it was the first or no, it was the second time he came on was our longest podcast. It was three hours and 15 minutes mm -hmm. long. And it was like barely fitness. It was just like going, conspiracy. yeah, conspiracy and go, going down rabbit holes and stuff. And those are the guests I like having on because you are who you surround yourself with. And if you do just surround yourself with people that are just like all the way on one side on fitness, obviously that's who you're going to become. So it's important that you kind of keep tabs on that and make sure that you're inviting people into your life that are like, can help expand your mind and have conversations with you that are not fitness related at all. That's why I like talking to Eric too, because he's, it's almost like refreshing because I know that he doesn't give a fuck about fitness. Well, I mean, he goes to the gym, he does cardio and stuff, but it's mainly for soccer. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know that when I talk to him, there's almost not that, um, that expectation that it's going to be anything like gear related or fitness related. It's like when he was talking about me on stage, he was like, yo, I saw you on stage. You were doing like, you're doing like this pose. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, front double by. He's like, yeah, that shit looks sick. You know, like yeah. he doesn't really even know about it. It's wholesome. Yeah. But I was going to say that with people, especially in this, in the fitness scene, I feel like there's a, like, I guess it's trendy to be like, oh, I don't go like, you know, those TikToks where it's like, and they're being dead serious and they have a, like a lot of likes and stuff, usually on real and on reels. They're like, I'm at the gym. Like, no, I don't like to go out. Like I like being alone and mm -hmm. at the gym or whatever. And I think like a lot of, I, I'm confused on how many people like relate to that. And I have, I think people just assume that they're introverted. Like for example, um, Lex, when he was in Houston, he posted a story because he went to uh, the day club here in Houston. Uh, he hey, posted a story. It was he, just sniff the wine. He posted a story at the day club and he was like, this place fucking stinks. Like it smells like shit. I can't breathe. And he left after five minutes. You remember seeing that? Yeah, it was clay. Yeah. And I remember seeing that and I was like, I was almost <laughs> not offended because that make, it makes it sound like I'm like fucking clay owner or some shit. 
Yeah. But it was, I was almost offended because I was like, give it a chance. Yeah. Like one, you're not used to it. So you do have to like, you can't just sit there, be hot and like be annoyed by everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like just people, I think people try to say that they're like introverted, but really they're just like not, they're too scared to not saying Lex is scared, but they're too, they're almost not willing to try, like try it, you know, try a different thing. I think they go in with the expectation that they're not going to like something. Yeah. So then they do it and, and they have confirmation bias. They're like, I knew it. I wouldn't like this. Yeah. And they immediately don't and yeah. they immediately just pick everything apart. Yeah. Versus if you go in with the expectation, like, yeah, I, this is going to be fun and I'm going to try to have fun. I'm going to try to make the most out mm -hmm. of this. Then you'll probably focus on the positive stuff. Exactly. About it. And I'm not sure if Lex drinks or anything, but I, I, I know he was, does he drink? He's, he doesn't drink, but he has, he had alcohol on his 21st birthday. So I think that, I'm mean, not saying that you have to not be sober, but if you go to an event like that, and especially if you're already like not super down with it or you don't, you know, you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. You go into something like that and you're sober. It's like, bro, have a couple drinks, like relax, chill, like just take, take it in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, like when you drink, it definitely puts you on a different level. Mm -hmm. And if everyone else, like obviously everyone else there is drinking mm -hmm. and if everyone else, and no there, one likes being around drunk people when you're sober. Even I would, I would say that. Yeah. If I was around 200 drunk people <laughs> and I was sober, yeah, that fucking place sucks, dude. Yeah. But if, uh, you know, if you go there and you just have a couple drinks and loosen up, then all of a sudden you're on everyone else's kind of wavelength. And then it's like, you start having fun. Yeah. So even when I, like I went to clay like one week out to do a photo shoot and I can say I wasn't that fun because I wasn't drinking and I was also very hungry. It was a mm -hmm. rest day, bro. So I was just starving, but it still was like, it was kind of fun. Like at yeah. certain points when we, when you put me on your shoulders or, yeah, like that it's sign up, lit. or when I was like holding the sign up, when I put in effort to have fun, then I had fun. Uh -huh. But when I was just sitting there thinking, damn, this sucks. That's when I wasn't having fun. You know? Yeah. It's like going, it's like going to a bar and sitting on your phone the whole time being like, bro, this place fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like that, like, yeah, bro, it fucking sucks. Yeah. So I mean, you could do that. You could go to the gym and do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. You go to bro. the gym and sit on a piece of equipment and be like, bro, this gym sucks, man. Yeah. I don't even want to train right now. It's like, get your head in the game and like start lifting and then maybe you'll have a good workout. And I feel like this applies to anything. Yeah. Like literally anything. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not putting in an effort to enjoy it, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to fucking have fun. I agree. Yeah. So I think people are too quick to, and I'm not saying everyone has to go out and drink because that's kind of what it sounds like, but I'm just saying, I don't, I think people are too quick to say, oh, I'm an introvert, especially on this. That's where we started talking about this, the whole, um, trend, trendy TikTok thing where, where it's people like, are like, like, this is all I do. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. bro, like try something else. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying like, I mean, if maybe if you're fucking, even though if, no, you're trying to be like, you're an IVB pro yeah, and like, you're still down to do that stuff. And I know a lot of other like fitness people, they love fitness and the, uh, partying scene is go hand in hand. Yeah. Like I remember talking to Shawley and he was, and, um, Max Shooting was telling somebody else and they were like, you guys are just like us when we were like, get just getting started, like going to the same places every weekend, like fucking having a blast and getting it out of like getting it out of your system is what they say. Yeah. So I feel like this scene and the, and the fitness scene, they do really, cause you want to look good, you know, looking good. That's, that's what I was saying before when I was like, what's the point of doing all this? Cause fitness is supposed to complement your life. 
it's like at the end of the day. Oh, that no, that yeah, that's the, the, that's the, perfect. What you just said. Yeah, the whole point of it is to like look good. That's kind of what. Right. Feel, that's what the whole. I mean, some of it's to be healthy, feel better, too. but feel confident, more. Confident. Yeah, yeah, and look good. So like. If you, if you get a beach body, but then you never go to the beach because it's going to make you miss one of your meals. Like, no, nah, bro, that's fucking facts. That's body, that's, like, right? that's, yes, that is facts. So I'm not saying though, like that no sacrifices need to be made. Sacrifices definitely do need to be made. And if I ever make it to the Olympia stage, like if I win this pro show and I qualify for the Olympia, yes, I will be even more on my shit when I'm prepping for the Olympia, but I'm still not going to be 100% just fitness. Like, obviously I'm going to take it very, very seriously, but like, I'm still, you know, when I'm eight months out, I'm still going to want to go out and have dinner with you mm -hmm. and not be worried. Like, is this extra 10 grams of fat going to affect the way I look on stage? It's like, no, it's fucking not bro. Yeah. It's really not. That's how I, that's, that was the best example that you could say, or the best analogy, analogy just yeah. being like, if you have, if you're in the gym trying to look good, but then you're never out showing because bro, think about it. When you go out to a normal place and you're on top of your fitness shit, like you're going to look better than 90. You're going to look like a God compared yeah. to everybody else, you know? And especially with, I mean, whether you're a girl or a guy, but like wh whatever sex you're trying to attract, they're going to be like, they're going to notice that and be like, yo, like this girl looks fucking sick or this girl looks in insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're, that, that you're going to get girls though. Because, right, right. you know, you still got to go because, you know, a lot of these guys, <laughs> they think they can just make that their personality. Yeah. And then they'll get girls. Yeah. But that's not how it works. Actually, that's very little how it works. Like, yeah. That's all. That's like, that's a good cherry on top. Mm -hmm. Like you need to meet a good, uh, you need to meet like a threshold of like attractiveness. But once you meet that threshold, like the rest that what's going to carry you into a relationship or into bed or whatever is going to be your personality. And if you have no personality, you're fucked. Dude, honestly, I'm starting to believe that appearance for a lot of, I mean, who knows? I don't, I'm not a girl. I don't know how it works, but appearance is one of the, le almost one of the least important things. Yeah. Like I'm starting to learn that because it is, as long as like, it sounds fucked, but like if you're consistent and you're like, give me a chance, give me a chance, give me a chance. And even if you're like, ugly as fuck or fat or whatever you're gonna and you and you you're confident in your ability that once you start talking to that girl you are you're gonna you're gonna you know you're in yeah yeah and so if you stay consistent because you know you're funny and you know you you're charismatic mm -hmm. you know if you stay consistent i think that's what's most important once you oh definitely i do think how you look matters though and i don't think it just matters for her I'm I think it's about less from, from a guy's perspective. I don't think it just matters for her, but I definitely do think it matters for her a bit because like girls like having an attractive boyfriend mm -hmm. or having an attractive guy that they're hooking up with, whatever, like looks definitely do attract. It's just, that's obvious. But I'm saying, um, for one, I think they matter a lot to the guy too, because if you look good and you know you look good and you're confident, that's going to change your whole dynamic with the girl that you're with. That's true. And girls like a confident guy. So if you're, if you know deep down, wow, I look fucking great and I look better than any guy that she's looking at, blah, blah, blah. Then like, you're going to have kind of a quiet confidence about you. That's going to change every interaction that you have with this girl, whether she's your girlfriend or a girl that you're trying to get or whatever versus if you're funny, but 
deep down you're not confident, then it's like, sure, you can make her laugh. But then once you get into a relationship with her, all the insecurities are going to start coming out because you don't like the way that you look and you're worried maybe, oh, is she looking at other guys that look better than me? Blah, blah, blah. Versus if you have both, it's like, then once you get her, you're not going to be unconfident. You know, you're like, damn, I look good. So I think it does matter. I just think that and I've said this before, I think guys place, I, I, I think guys, especially like fitness guys place too much importance on the look aspect because it's the easy aspect. Like it's hard and scary to develop your personality and try to be funny with a girl. If you're yeah. kind of unsure, am I funny? Is she going to reject me? Versus it's very easy to lift some dumbbells, yeah. you know? No, that's fucking It's facts. like, yo, I can just. They, it's almost like they keep postponing the whole personality, the whole personality development part. And they just pursue fitness harder and harder and harder until they're fucking huge and shredded. But their personality is still on like 12 year old level because they've kept putting it off, you know? And they think like, it's kind of like a rabbit hole to go down where it's like, I just need to get a little bit bigger and a little more shredded. And then girls will like me. It's like, no bro, you're way past the threshold. The threshold is like abs some muscle, wide shoulders, mm -hmm. good face. Like it's not as high as you think. Mm -hmm. The threshold is really not as high as you think. Yeah, it's like, literally all just being able to talk to a girl, bro. And like listening. Like, bro, bro okay, just real quick. Have you seen the James Bond movies? Yeah. Wait, like the uh, old ones or the new ones? The, the new ones with Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, seeing like magazines or I, I, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos, how to get Daniel Craig's body. Like is Daniel Craig natural? people have kind of put him on this pedestal of having the ideal male physique. And there's this one picture that they always show from one of the James Bond movies where he's on a beach. It might be quantum of solace. I can't remember which one he's on a beach. He has his shirt off. He looks good, but he does not look like a fucking bodybuilder. He looks like a guy who is fit, works out, has like kind of has abs. He's in good shape. And that is like kind of the ideal male physique, you know, that's like the threshold. That's almost like the pinnacle in a way. People aren't really looking at like Chris Bumstead and being like, that's the threshold. That's what you have to achieve. If you want women to start being attracted to you, like at some point bodybuilding becomes, it has to become not about girls anymore. And it has to become just a thing that you do for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, cause that's how I started. Like, I'm like, way past that stage. Like I know that I'm way past the threshold. If anything, I'm too far past the threshold where it's starting to like work against me, but I've got a girlfriend, so I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. But, um, also different, different strokes for different folks. Isn't that what Greg says? Like if you want to get with a bikini girl, like someone who competes in bikini, she's probably going to want a guy who looks like a bodybuilder. But if you want to get with the cute girl from the library, like Daniel Craig physique is more than more than good enough. Yeah. You know, so I already know I'm way past that. So it's like, this is not about girls. This is just about competition and see like challenging myself, you know, do the main thing that I have learned have water. Yeah. Thanks. The main thing that I've learned with girls is they love to, they love to talk <laughs> like, they love to talk about themselves. Who would have thought? Yeah. And if you just act, you think you'd be talking about the stupidest shit. <laughs> no offense to 3% girls listening, but they could be talking about the stupidest shit. And if you just act interested, like if you just 
ask like two follow-up questions to to what they're talking about like and then you get them you get them thinking like wow this guy's like really interested he's really engaged in the conversation and you could literally like you could have set responses in your head where like they're like you see someone and you're like oh like i really like that bracelet where'd you get it from and they're like oh i got it from fucking this place and you're like oh i've, I've seen that and you just talk about something that they're interested in right there there's like that's your they're already thinking damn this guy's talking to me yeah. you know versus because you've already passed the step that 95 you know the joke where it's like damn she's bad like but that's all you say yeah it's the, like, the tiktoks of like guys when the bitches actually show up yeah and it's like they're all like on their phone scrolling through calculator yeah. app it's so it's it's and i know it's easy to say and, and it's hard to do but once you actually start getting into the rhythm of because i mean bro i was the same way like a year like probably a year, it took me probably up until what would it be? I was 21 years old, like last year because mm -hmm. I'm 22. So up until last year, I finally realized that it's literally just all conversation and like obviously looks mean a lot, but yeah, you, you also have to understand like, is like, <laughs> honestly, from, I thought from, social from, media from, from I, your position, it's kind of like a rich guy saying money doesn't matter is you saying looks don't matter or not looks don't matter, but you're like, Oh, I think it's all in the conversation. I do think that if I it do was be like hella handsome and shit though. So like, yeah, I see what you're saying. And if like, I'm were, like six four you, or whatever. If but. you were fat and out of shape, I think that like you would have to put a lot. You are good at, at conversating. Like I've seen it, I've heard it, but I think that you would have much less success if you were like ugly. Yeah, so just being honest. Okay, so that, like, I do think you need to keep in mind that you're a good looking guy. That's true. Yeah. I do be bad, handsome and shit. Yeah. But nah, but seriously, I've, but I've also seen it where like, bro, you see these guys, some of these guys are like with these like beautiful girls and stuff. And you're like, damn, like he probably has hella riz, you know? Yeah. Like he's like, if you pull, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to say like the gym and like, care, like you can be more than just the gym rat and you should, and you should use your actual personality and stuff to get girls because no girl's gonna want like i remember hearing somebody won't say it but she was like she was like oh because she was trying to hit on this guy mm -hmm. and she was like yeah so this is like rolls reverse so it was the girl actually hitting on the guy mm -hmm. and she was like oh like how much do you bench and i'm thinking i'm just like why are you talking about <laughs> i mean maybe she's trying to see what he's interested in which yeah. is totally cool like good on her but i'm just like damn you should try to actually open yourself up or I don't know, talk about something other than that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. But like, that would be a good opportunity. If you're a guy, you can steer the conversation away from how much I bench into mm -hmm. like something else. See if she's into the gym. See if she wants to get a workout in, mm -hmm. ask her if she competes. No. Yeah. Like the, these are good. Those are good. But I honestly asking a girl to work out at the, if she's at the gym and you see her regular, that's probably the best move for sure. Because you guys do both have that in common. Mm -hmm. But then when you're training with her, bro, my first date with, with, um, my ex-girlfriend was at the gym. Like we trained at the gym. That was like our first, mm -hmm. our first time actually talking. Yeah. Like don't put in your headphones, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. don't put in your headphones, talk to her between sets. And I know, oh, the gym's not supposed to be a fucking social hour or whatever. I mean, only old heads say that shit because now it's like the, your gym is kind of like a, commu a community. Well, at least for us. It's true. Like it's 
true for some people. It's not true for others. If you're 40 years old and you're married with kids, yes, then the gym, maybe that's not your social yeah. spot because you've already succeeded. You have a wife. Don't go to kids. places like Alphaland though then. Yeah, you know? yeah. But like if you're young, no, like the gym can kind of be, especially if you're not competing yeah. or anything, like, you know, there's other people there they want to talk to. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, back to your point about like the people who make the TikToks and reels saying like, I, I don't want to go out. I just, all I do is train. All I do is gym, blah, blah, blah. Um, like there's, there's a stage in life where maybe that does happen for a few months. Maybe you're going through a dark, a dark phase and maybe your girlfriend broke up with you, whatever. And for like a couple months, all you want to do is train. All you want to do is focus on the gym and it is like therapy and it can help you get out of that. But then you come to a crossroads after a couple months of that, you come to a fork in the road where it's like, do I continue down this path and just continue having fitness be my whole life and just get bigger and bigger and bigger and not have any social life? Or do I use these past couple months and now start to integrate it into a social life mm -hmm. and integrate it into my personal life and actually start to reintroduce myself to the world now that I'm out of my dark spot? Like that would be the decision I think you should make is like, all right, you had your couple months of being down bad and you got really big and strong and now it's time to move past that. Like keep going to the gym, but also like start to hang out with friends again, start to talk yeah. to girls again. You know, the the thing about the reels, cause you reminded me what, what my like end point was with all those reels that they do, they do so well. And I think a lot of people think they relate to them, mm -hmm. but they're just, I'm sure they will. Okay. I don't know, <laughs> but I think they're more just like, Oh yeah, this is so me. So that, mm -hmm. so that way they use that as like a, I don't want like, I don't want to like come at people, but like I kind of am. If That's you're, funny. if you're too scared, you know, to, to talk, to, to go out and conversate and be social. And that totally, that, that could be true if you're an introvert, but it's, it's not, I don't want people, or I don't think people should use that as an excuse as to why they're not going out. They're like, Oh no, I only go to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's, but really deep down it's because you're not, it's because you're scared. Yeah. You're scared or you're not like social. Yeah. And I think people, they see that stuff on social media and they use that to justify their own bad habits of yeah. not talking to people. And, then, and they're like, oh, if this guy on, on TikTok, he gets 100,000 likes on this, that means 100,000 other people must relate to it. I'm yeah. not the only one. It's like, that doesn't make it right. Uh -huh. You know? And the reason why I'm talking about, we're talking about this so much is because every time, like we, I put up, like we're having a podcast, people are always like, yo, talk about how I can, um, like get girls. I think the main thing is literally just starting, like just starting to talk and like see what works and see what doesn't. Yeah. And just, it's so much you hear this a million times. You can't, you can't be scared of rejection. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's really hard to get past for so many guys. I get it. But really once you get rejected is where like, you're like, Oh, it's fucking whatever. Yeah. Honestly, this is what I, it. this is what I do. Like if, if, if I get rejected <laughs> and, or if I try to, if I'm trying and then I, I see that they're not down or they're like not feeling me, then it's, mm -hmm. I'll, just like walk away and like, yeah, it's a, it's a walk of shame. But then you just go to your boys and then you're like, nah, bro, she's fucking wag anyways. Like, and then like, that's how you get over it. You know, like that's yeah. what I, that's at least what I like to do is like, bro, like she's fucking mid anyway. Yeah. Like, but don't say it to her face. Cause obviously that's <laughs> fucked up. But like, yeah, yeah, you go back to your boys and you're like, nah, she wasn't down. Like, that's what you do to get over it. Yeah. You should make, a, have you, make a joke out of it. Have you seen the, the TikToks? Bro, my posture is shocking right now. But <laughs> My back is so slow. Getting herniated discs in there. Have you seen, um, like, 
TikToks or reels of like like sad talk or depression talk. Yeah. Where it'll be like just like really sad shit. And to me, I see that and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this on my fucking feed? But there's people who are depressed and they will just sit there and watch depressing shit. They'll just watch like sad TikToks or sad reels talking about how depressed the creator of the reel is. And like, I'm so sad. It'll be some like sad fucking music and like some text on the screen. And it's like, you're almost justifying your own depression mm -hmm. and not trying to get out of it by just immersing yourself in it. And it's the same theme with the whole gym is my whole personality. It's like, you're immersing yourself in it. It's going to remain that way. You're not actually like, it's not a good thing just because other people make content about it and other people feel this way. doesn't mean it's like a good thing. And the best example of that is being depressed, which I don't need to explain why that's not a good thing, but still people will watch that content This and just stay stuck in it. I heard this from, from a guy. He told me a story. This is like ultimate. This is fucking sick. If I can get on this level, it would be dope where he saw, um, he saw a girl at the gym and he was like, damn, like she's really cute or whatever. And he started talking to her and immediately like no hesitation was like, you like, are you hungry? Cause like, you're obviously just training. You needed like a post-workout meal. So mm -hmm. you're like, yo, are you hungry? And she's like, yeah. And then they went and right there, they like went out and, and got some dinner. But like, if you're able to do like, that's ultimate fucking ultimate riz. Mm -hmm. That's fucking dope. So use that. Like, yeah, use the gym. Like use the gym. If you're there and you see a girl and you're like, yo, here we go. Like get fucking, get your little pump, get your arm pump. And you go over and you're like, Hey, um, fuck. I don't, I don't even know what I would say. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. I got to learn that. Yeah. But if you, if I feel like it's also different in the moment, mm -hmm. cause you have like, you see a girl, it's not like as soon as you see her, you have to go up and say something. You can take 30 seconds to think like, yeah, okay, here's what I'll say. And then once you go up and you say the first thing, your opener, like usually it just flows from there. As long as you kind of like stay calm, Usually it just flows from there. You don't need to that think first, of every response. Like if she says this, I'm going to say this. Uh -huh. If she says this, I'm going to say that. Like just think of your opener and then go from there. But the opener honestly is the hardest though. Yeah. Cause it, that's, you don't, that's what it, takes balls. You don't want to, yeah, that's the, it's to break the ice. It's hard, but you don't want to, you're not trying to be too like forward and you're also not trying to be, you're not trying to not let her get the hint. So it's mm -hmm. like, you got to find that sweet spot. Yeah. But usually you notice that as soon as you start talking to a girl. Yeah. Like you got to be good with social cues. Yeah. Like you got to understand. I don't know how to train that. You got it. You, uh, how, how do you train that? Well, I guess someone? just trial and error. It is really just experience. Mm -hmm. But like if you walk up to a girl and you just, your opener doesn't have to be super riz. It can just be like casual conversation. And if she's immediately like eyes light up, face lights up, she's like into the conversation, then keep it going. But if she's like hat on earbuds in and she takes one earbud out, gives you a one word answer and puts it back in, like yeah. stop. <laughs> or she's not looking at you. Yeah, like you're that, done. Yeah. That's when it's like, yo, you take that L and it's like, <laughs> go to your boys and you're like, she's fucking my bro. <laughs> like that's when you do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, I don't know. I would. It's just that you just got to talk, bro. You just got to learn. I feel like the gym is a good place though to yeah. do that because I feel very confident when I'm at the gym. Like when you're walking around, you got the endorphins going, you got the blood flowing, you're awake, you're, you're stimmed, alert, you're stimmed, you're stimmed out. out and you got a pump going too. Like that's when you kind of feel the most like on top of your shit. I probably would have like no game if like I went to a library on no stims or something yeah. and you know, was wearing like a hoodie. I just, I would just be pretty low energy, but at the gym, I'm like awake and alert and like all there. Everything is so situational and I'm trying to think. Dude, bro, 
do you compete was fucking insane. Like that's such like that it's word. Played out, that, yeah, now it is because I think now people like use it. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like a better something to say where it's on the same level as do you compete where it's like that compliment, but it's not too pushy. And I think it it can be. It's very situational. Like if a girl is doing, there's no like there's no. What I'm trying to say is there's no opener that's going to work in every situation but you have to look at the situation and then like you can make conversation out of it like if she's doing an exercise or if you're doing an exercise and she's in your vicinity you can make a comment about that exercise if she has really good fucking delts or arms or something something that is like clearly good you can make a comment about that like it's situational depending on the girl depending on what situation you're in right you're not going to make a comment about something fitness related if you're at the library to a girl yeah and you're not going to make a comment library related if you're at the gym you know so it's like you don't have to think of uh do you compete type beat it can just more be situational and then from there you gauge your response and if she's into it like you don't have to overthink it you're gonna know i feel like 99 percent of people are gonna know even if they're kind of socially retarded you're gonna know if someone wants to talk to you or not you know yeah and the the Bro, the, the the craziest riz that I've seen was dudes going up to a group of, of girls and, like, picking one. <laughs> like, being in front of her friends. Yeah. And, like, we know somebody. Like, I know you know who I'm thinking of. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, that is, that is just trial and error. Being yeah. comfortable. Like, you're ready to get clowned. Mm-hmm. But you're confident enough that you that you're not going to. So you're 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 already carrying that energy. Like you're you're him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But if it works, if it works, then then everyone, all the everyone's gonna be like, yo, like this dude's crazy. Yeah. But I'm sure there's been times where it hasn't. It's just trial and error. You got to get used to that. Yeah. Let me pull up my Snapchat really quick. Well, you put some questions on there. Well, I put up a thing, and people were swiping up, being like, yo, ask what this. I forgot my helmet, sunglasses on. Something that Derek has also talked about that you probably noticed is there are people who only have Riz at a party or club scene Mm -hmm. because they're intoxicated. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's not a bad method at first. If you like can't get past the initial stage of just like talking to a girl, then sure, alcohol will make things go much smoother and you'll get to the point where you just don't give a fuck. But you have to be careful to not fall into like only ever doing that. Because you're never going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. There's people that are like good at the club or good at parties, like college parties, and they'll be able to like get with girls at a party when the girl's fucked up and the guy talking is fucked up. But that's not where you're going to meet your wife, most likely. That's not where you're going to meet a girlfriend. So just hooking up, if that's your only goal, then sure, whatever. But if your goal is to actually like date, or like Derek would do dating rotations where he'd date like multiple girls at a time and kind of like see which one he fucked with the most. Those are probably not going to be super intoxicated, like drunk as fuck at a club, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's where like, yeah, you can use that to break the ice and realize, okay, I do have it in me to just cold approach a girl and talk to her. But like, once you do that, don't start only doing that. Like, Oh, I can't talk to girls unless I'm fucked up at the club. Well, so the first time that I was, the first, first time that the girl that I'm with right now, the first time I met her, 
I was like fucked up. We were at, like we were at the club, mm-hmm. so it's really easy. I was like, um, I got one of my Giga Riz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had one of my girls, like like girlfriend, like friend that was a girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, introduce me to this girl. So that was like one way. So you got your wing woman, and she and you're fucked up. So she she introduced you and your like first thing I did was like, hey, like my name's Brandon. Um, what's your name? Whatever. Got her number, got her phone number, not her Instagram or her Snapchat. Got her phone number mm-hmm. and was like, okay, like I'll shoot you a text. And then that was it. I was fucked up. So for me, that was, bro, it was flawless. Like mm-hmm. I came out of there. I was like, yo, like I'm crazy. <laughs> so I did that. And then like we talked for a little bit and then I would only see her when we would go out. So I was always fucked up and we hadn't, we hadn't done anything. Like we hadn't hooked up or any of that. It was just because we were always, um, we were always drunk and we were always at the club. So we didn't leave. I mean, like, we're not going to hook up there mm-hmm. and then it came to the point where we were like okay let's go on a date and so my the first date i was like wait had you ever hooked up with her before the first date no huh okay maybe, maybe just like like kiss and stuff yeah or whatever um so then we went so we planned this date and i'm like fuck bro like this is my first time having to go on a date without being intoxicated without like a lot of people around loud music yeah because with loud music and stuff you can kind of use that as a crutch because you don't you're not going to be speaking like you're not talking a lot yeah. in the club you know you're saying like short little sentences so i was like fuck now i gotta actually talk to her like normally yeah so i'm nervous as fuck so i would just rip some shots like oh, yeah. and that's so my the first day that we did, that we did it, i wasn't actually sober so <laughs> Um, took some shots, like take the edge off. You're not drunk. You're still We're just buzzed. Yeah, you're yeah, buzzed. Yeah, yeah. Literally That's just fair. take the That's edge fair. off. And then it was really good. And then the second time, the second time we hung out, I was a little bit still nervous because I was like, fuck, now I'm, now I'm not going to take these shots. Cause I was like, okay, there's gotta be a point this where is the real, yeah, me. it's like, there's gotta be a point where I have to be sober. <laughs> and then that, and then we did that. And then it was like, it was perfect. And yeah. now like, but I think that's a fine, like, that's a fine progression. Like you, you meet her and get to know her at the club a little bit and you're fucked up and then you go on a date and you're buzzed and then you go on another date and you're not buzzed. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. But if like every time you see this girl, you're like, I have to shotgun eight white claws yeah. right now. Yeah. Like you probably have a problem. It's funny. Cause I'm, I'm almost the opposite. I'm like, I'm not that good with small talk. Like I'm good with it because I practiced it, but I just don't enjoy it at all. And it's like, it's almost empty sometimes. So I'm like, why am I like, I don't care about where you got your fucking bracelet, like whatever. But once I get past that stage, I'm like better one-on-one because then it's like, there's almost like no pressure. Cause like, well, you've already agreed to go on a date with me. You obviously like me. And then I can actually get to know the person, but it's like the initial thing where it's like, how do I get my way out of small talk? Cause I don't want to just be stuck in small talk, you know? Mm-hmm. And you also do have to, you have to pick, like you have to read it. You have to pick the right girls, you know, who, who you, if they're actively like giving you like eyes and stuff, cause girls are never going to be the one. It's really rare if girls are going to be the one to talk to you first, unless you're, unless they're like really fucked up and they're just like, oh, yeah. I want to get fucked tonight. You know, like yeah. that's the only time it'll happen. But I remember and those, that's risky. That's risky yeah. business. If yeah. they're like, I want to get fucked. They've yeah. probably done that to a hundred other guys. Yeah. And wrap so, it up. <laughs> and so we were, uh, I, this was a while ago. We were at the bar and there were these three girls and honestly they were like, bro, hand to God, they were not attractive, 
just visually like they just they weren't but they were next to me and they were they were about to pay for their own drinks so i was like yo like mm -hmm. let me just buy them drinks so i was like hey like um what are you guys getting like let's get some drinks and bro they said no <laughs> and like they and they were like mid as fuck and i was like and i turned to i turned to who i was with i was like yo did you see this <laughs> like yeah and he was like dude i don't know and i was just confused so you got to make sure you're picking um you're picking the right girls um, I was, I was no, honestly offended. I was literally, girls night, you bro, know? I was offended. I was like, yo, if you're going to, yeah, but girls night, like no one pays for their own drinks. I'm like, how are you yeah. not going to let me pay for your drinks? I was, I was literally offended, but that's okay. But that you're the 1% of guys who will actually just pay for her drinks. Cause you're feeling generous and want conversation without the expectation that you're going to fuck them. 99% of other guys that would offer to pay for their drinks are probably going to want to fuck them. And if they're just having a girl's night, they probably just assumed you're the 99%. True. They're like, oh, this guy's just trying to fuck. Like, that's True. that's not, we're here for girls' night, you know? Yeah, I didn't think of that. But, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. The first time me and Gianna hung out, I think I had two White Claws. But that's like, that was just to take the edge off. Two yeah. White Claws, that's just a buzz. Yeah. And then once she actually came over, I realized that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> like... It was way more chill than I expected, and I just probably didn't need to do that. So then the next time she came over, I didn't, and it was like, it was fine. But, also, a lot of times they're just as nervous, if not more. Yeah. And that's, honestly, that's what, that's what I meant, is the first time she came over, she wasn't buzzed or drunk. or She hadn't drank at all, but I had a couple White Claw surges. So that two White Claw surges, that's like, what, three White Claws? Yeah. And like, it was just enough for me to get like, like really have no edge at all. Uh -huh. Like the edge was completely taken off. So I was almost like, I'm to me, I'm just James, but like to the outside world or to a girl that's coming over, I'm like big, big fitness dude, mm -hmm. you know, big influencer guy. Um, so she was kind of like nervous and well, she was like very nervous, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm the, I'm the nervous one. So I got to take these drinks, mm -hmm. but looking back on it. Yeah. Wait, what? I was going to say, cause you're, you're thinking she's not expecting me to be nervous. Like I'm supposed to be yeah. ultimate Riz, you know, like I'm supposed to be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but looking back on it, it was kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like she was super nervous. If anything, she needed a couple claws and I probably could have just chilled and been like, yo, she's like just as nervous as me. Like relax, mm -hmm. you know? But Yeah. We are at an hour and 36. Mm -hmm. We didn't. I wish we, were, I wish we would have talked. Well, this is. All right, yo. We're, okay, so we have a, um, a management team. Is that what you, you would call yeah. it? So now we have. Well, we're, a, we're part of a podcast network. Okay, yeah. A yeah. podcast network. And they're helping us a lot, actually. I think we're going to be on Spotify and Apple Music pretty soon. Or yeah. Apple Podcasts. So we're going to be on those pretty soon. Um, and they're going to help us. With brand deals. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to push us to one podcast a week. So from now on, I mean, I don't know if there's like a punishment or anything if we don't hit that, but we're going to be, I mean, they would just drop us from the network. Yeah. And given the fact that we're going to be like making actual money now, there's incentive for us to do one a week. Cause yeah. if they drop us, we have no more brand deals. We make no money. So yeah. like you guys don't need to worry like max, it's going to be like once every 10 days and they're, they really want one a week. So if here and there, it's like we're late by a few days, they're fine with that. But we did sign a contract. Yeah. And I do so, want to have, we do want to have like more guests on. Um, 
Like, and they're they're also helping out with that. Yeah. Like they can they have a lot of reach, so they can reach out and maybe get people on that we ourselves would not be able to get on. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're gonna start doing. So this podcast was kind of just like catching up, shooting the shit. Um, and then next week there will be one. The week after that there will be one. The week after that. So pretty excited because now we're back on our shit. And I know we said this last time. We said we were back on our shit with um, uh, what was it like three months ago? Like we had that we had so, that break. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we like we're back on it, and then we stopped again. And I will take fault for that because at a certain point, I like all I was focused on was prep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you'd had a podcast with me at that point. That's probably all I would have talked about. Yeah. Like I would have, I would not have had the energy to talk about anything else, but there's a lot of shit that's happened in the past couple months, not just with us, but just like current events, what's going on in the world. So we're going to have a lot of shit to cover in these future pods. Yeah. So we're really excited about this. Um, just another thing we got to put on our plate. I know. So thank you guys for watching. Um, if you got bored, cause we only talked about like, probably two things we just went we went through a bunch of different things but we kept like looping around you know how we are yeah so we loop around it's it's the duo ones that we just shoot the shit but i do want to get like bro i want to get like more guests on like it sucks because we enjoy the guest podcasts a little more i'd say because we've done so many duos that we're just like shooting the shit which we can do not on a podcast we Mm. can just shoot the shit in the kitchen you know Mm -hmm. but the guest ones are the ones where we get excited because it's like oh like we can interview this person but the people watching really fuck with the duos. Yeah. They're like, yo, do more duos. And we're like, bro, we've probably spoken like 40 hours just to each other and told <laughs> on this podcast, maybe more, yeah. honestly. That's fuck. That's true. So we'll get some more guests on. We're really excited. Like I said, um, Vical, go get some Vical. Oh yeah. Yo, watch. I just uploaded a video. It's called the future of my business or is getting back into deadlifts future of my business. If you don't want to watch the workout, that's fine. But if you're interested in Vical, you should watch the like second half of the video. The new samples are fucking nuts, bro. Like you can see my, I can't fake that reaction. Like I'll show you the new samples are nuts. I'm so fucking excited for this. Yeah. So, all right. If you want to grab some, use code sushi though. Yeah, yeah, use code SUSH on that. And then Young LA, you can use code SUSH or code JAM. Gorilla Mind, code SUSH or code JAM. And then Anabar, code MOG. Um, oh, and you like regiment change. Regiment, code SUSH or code JAM. What else? Um, what else we got going on? I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. Anabar is code MOG. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to end it here. Thank you guys for watching. Podcast every week. I think, should we do like a schedule like every Monday or something? Or yeah. maybe, maybe every like Wednesday because Monday would mean if we record on the weekend, like it's going to be hard to get it out. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do it. We'll do, um, we'll, do, we'll get a schedule going. Yeah. It'll probably be, we record, if we record Monday, it'll be live Wednesday. Cause they want to like the podcast team wants to like review it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Fuck. But they, they're usually pretty quick about that. I'm gonna be on their ass. Yeah. They're listening right now. They're like, <laughs> all right. We All right, will, thank you guys uh, for watching. Yeah. Sorry, this one was rocky. I'm not gonna lie, but we'll see. It you was a little rocky, yeah. but we're getting I had fun. It's been a, it's been a minute, so we're getting back into the yeah the swing of things. Yeah. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace. Thank you for watching. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Come on, and drop a comment. Your favorite part of the podcast, or your thoughts, or anything. We go through the comments and and check them out. So we'll be responding to some. Um, and any future topics you want us to cover, drop them below. Mm-hmm. So peace out, guys. Thanks for watching. See you later. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.